0: Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering here at Tolaris, and this is the Next Level Bids Tech Podcast. So we are wrapping up our track on SD-WAN and advanced networking. So first off in that series, you heard from Josh Hazelhorst, who is our subject matter expert on the Tolaris side for SD-WAN, and then we got a glimpse into you know what Cato does and, and how they approach it and some of the security things around that. But today, we get to, get, we get to be joined by a legend. This is Ray Clausen. Portfolio Communications, fantastic Tolaris partner. Ray, we're setting the bar really high here. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah. Hey, Josh. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate, I appreciate the confidence that uh, I might have something to say on uh, SD-WAN or, or at the very least be entertaining.
0: Love it. Love it. Uh, Ray, I want to I start off before we get into anything SD-WAN, I, I just want to hear a little bit about your background. Is this a path you know, have you, have you always been doing this? Cause I think you've got a kind of unique background of how you stepped into this.
1: Yeah. You know, Josh, it is, it is kind of interesting. And I, have heard a few of your podcasts and you talk about, you know, some people start out as an automotive mechanic and I would tell you that that is a, that is a, not a PC term We're we're known as automotive technicians. <laughs> and I, in fact, I, in fact, started my career as an, well, in all fairness, uh, automotive mechanic that then transitioned into that automotive technician. You know, we started getting a bunch more technology uh, in the uh, in the automotive world. You know, in late eighties, early nineties. You know, even got recruited by Toyota for a while uh, as they started coming out with their uh, Toyota controlled systems. Right, they were sort of the leader in the space. So anyway, that was where I sort of got my first glimpse of computers and sort of what they could do and you know we had we had seven inputs from the system so mm-hmm. that was uh, that was that was technology uh in the uh, in the early 90s so uh, that was kind of fun you know i actually had an opportunity to uh sort of break free from the automotive world and got retrained in the in the computer world so i sort of took what you know the fix it sort of concept and uh took it uh went back to school for a little while and uh, came out as a uh, as a PC technician, right? So I'm gonna I was gonna fix PCs, and we were we were just breaking ground with Pentium uh, uh, processors at yes. the time. And so, yeah, definitely uh, been in the industry now for uh, for about 25 years. You know, I I spent uh, a ton of time spent 20 plus years on on the other side of the table from the uh, technology broker. Uh, world, and I was the consumer, right? I was the guy that uh, that had the infrastructure, you know, a data center, contact center, support, security, all of that. And of course I relied on a technology broker, in fact it was portfolio, that was my partner at the time. And so I had an opportunity after about 20 years to sort of break free from owning my own environment. And it got recruited to sort of come over to this side of it and and spend some time, you know, sort of jumping into different organizations and helping out with all of the problems that I'd sort of owned, you know, myself through the years. So it was, you know, and the funniest part of that Josh is I came out and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll try this for six months. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's give this a shot. Um, seven years last month. Sucks uh, you uh, that in. I've been, that I had been on this side of the, uh, this side of the table. So, and really enjoying it.
0: Love it. Love it. Going back to the automotive days. <laughs> uh, so, so let's talk about, Uh, a a little bit about portfolio, right? You mentioned broker, but I I would love to give anybody a little bit of an understanding about your role, what portfolio is, what you do, kind of how you go to market and things like that.
1: You know, in in all fairness, portfolio has been around for a number of years. And so they started out, you know, Mark Spagnola as the principal sort of started out and had a vision for portfolio and what they could do and sort of the legacy, hate to use the word legacy, but at that time it was the core sort of internet connectivity uh, some wide area network function some data data, data center functionality um, and you know a lot of circuits a lot of connectivity and so uh, that's where that's where portfolio got its start but one of the things I think that the portfolio did was made the pivot at the right time and I think a little bit that's where I came into and that's why I got recruited a little bit to come over was to sort of help make that pivot to you know we're providing all kinds of connectivity to the customer, but then it's like, what are you going to do with it? Where is it headed? What are you, what are you trying to do with that uh, solution? And then going further up the stack to be able to have those conversations um, really seems to be, you know, it, a portfolio had always been into sort of complex plans, right? And I was, when I was running my environment at 350 international uh, on the on the retail side, and so it was pretty complex, right? A lot of private networking and a lot of sort of evolution of networking is where I spent uh, a lot of my time. So it made, a, it made a pretty easy transition to come over to this side and start to help others with some of the, some of the challenges that I've been up against and sort of how I you know, was able to solve some of that stuff.
0: You know, it's, funny you, uh, it's funny you bring back up the windy path thing, right? i too the automotive path switched it to, uh, I thought I wanted to be an electrical engineer and I was going to solder circuits and repair, you know, boards and troubleshoot and things like that. And, uh, part of my thing that I went to school for, they kept teaching us this thing. They kept beating us down with this weird OSI model thing. And I'm like, why, why do you, keep, I, I don't understand these layers. I don't know why this matters, but it's hilarious that that was one of the things that got beat into my head. Uh, that I just didn't understand how important it was at all. And now, I mean, you, you know this, right? Being in the bits and bytes, that's how you have to deconstruct. To your point, it's what's the problem?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the foundational part of this whole thing. So I, I, I definitely agree. And, and to a certain extent, it's even more relevant today than it was back then, right? We spent a lot of time just trying to, within the application, find its best functionality uh, on the network, but you know, as we as we talk about the future and what SD WAN has done and how that has sort of helped, I mean, it, it's definitely as relevant today as it, as it's always been.
0: So, so let's go. Uh, let's let's transition back here. Let's go back. You know, seven ish years. I want to talk about the first deal. So, you know, you had you'd come from the customer side, so you'd managed and seen this huge environment. So, you were super familiar with all this technology. But, talk to me about. The first opportunity that, that, that you walked in, right? Uh, I mean, obviously, we know you learned it and you learned some of that technology and you saw it changing when you were managing it. But let's look at the first one of these maybe that you sold early on in this kind of SD-WAN advanced networking world. And, and what was that like? What, what was, you know, how did it start versus how did it finish?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. In fact, I would, I would step maybe back even a little bit further back because you talk about sort of seven years ago and landing SD-WAN deals and things like that. you know it was it was late 2000 it was 2007 2008 that we with you know having my own environment of 350 international locations of trying to break out of that private networking functionality and i I remember the release of this this new company we had to hear about cradle point you got to check out these cradle point guys They're, they're doing some stuff over here and we were trying to solve for that sort of how do we get out of the MPLS environment how do we get into this sort of internet thing and how do we leverage the lower cost and and things like that so it was you know it was it was back in the late 2000s that we you know, started talking to companies like Telari, uh, mushroom networks cradle point right and starting mm-hmm. to try and solve for that redundant connection piece right and then so fast forward we you know we sort of watch cisco do some things right with the dmvpn and trying to make that sort of resiliency built into the environment but you had to have people you had to have resources that could build it that could manage it and and things like that so I was very early on trying to find a solution, right? Trying to, and I, and I missed out, Josh, cause I, I should have jumped onto one of these SD-WAN vendors very early on and maybe pivoted my career, but I did. I, I stayed in the trenches for a while and, and sort of tried to you know, find the solution. And so when I, uh, when I left sort of owning my environment and coming over to this side, um, it was pretty clear that there were a lot of players out there, right? There were a lot of things happening in the market uh Genix was was yeah. was sort of hot at the time and uh you know cisco was trying to do some stuff with their with their mm-hmm. iwan pieces and things like that and so I got an opportunity to jump into a lot of deals very early on right retail real big within the WAN environment sort of that multi-site cost conscious sort of environment and so you know sdwan sort of 1.0 right the aggregation Let's bond a couple of circuits together. Let's build some resiliency. Let's build some, you know, some uh, some high availability, low cost portion. And so, you know, out of the gates, um, you know, the uh, the the, the SD WAN one players really seemed to, you know, and there was a lot of them, right? There's a lot of a lot of solutions out there. Um, but we got, you know, we got in pretty heavy with uh, Big Leaf at the time right bigleaf was was mm-hmm. was was coming out pretty hot and they had a pretty simple environment that i think people could absorb and so i think that you know out of the gate that was a uh, an easy to adopt solution that sort of broached the new technology but allowed a customer to consume it uh was 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 pretty easy so we did we did we had some pretty good success with with wan 1.0 right and then you know as the as the as the uh, technology sort of improved, we started to see this sort of maturation of well. now Let's talk about how to sort of improve the application performance because we've been doing, you know, uh, compression. We've been doing, you know, uh, WAN optimization mm-hmm. for a number of years, but start to bring that whole piece, so that convergence piece, uh, it was was kind of interesting. So we had some, definitely some success as we moved up the SD-WAN stack, right? The ability to sort of apply even more and more sort of value uh, to anybody that was, that was looking. Um, you know, a lot of it was based on, a lot of the conversations were, were dollar-based, right? How do I yeah. take this private network that I'm paying a bunch of money for, and how do I adopt this, this new SD-WAN technology, right? But, you know, for me, having been a technology, having been a consumer of those types of products, it was very clear to me that we weren't doing anything revolutionary. What we were doing was taking the maturation of networking and sort of applying this, 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 the ability within the software to, to really optimize it. And so that was the part that was exciting for me, guys, because wasn't, this wasn't a silver bullet. We hadn't invented something new. We had matured a product. We'd matured the concept. And that was the piece of it for me that that just made perfect sense. And so I, you know, we spent a lot of time talking with our customers about just that. Guys, this is this is not, and not to say that it's not revolutionary because within an organization, it certainly can be, right? Resource constraints, money constraints, things like that. Um, those start to resonate. And so whether you're talking with a technologist about how to sort of improve his environment or you're talking to a you know, a CFO or a, a a CIO that's that's looking at the budget side of this thing, right? How can we improve uh, our spend and still improve the overall uh, the overall look and feel for the business? Those those are those are compelling conversations to have.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm with you too. I mean, we go back and look at all these great iterations over technology. I mean, we talk about the Moore's Law thing, how fast it all changes, but none of these have been, to your point, any revolutionary new. Copernicus level invention, right? It's been a slight right. iteration of, hey, let me solve a problem that you didn't know was a big deal, and I found an easier way to do it, and maybe a slightly different way to pay for it or to consume it. Does this does this hit on any pain points for you, right? That's really, I think, what it boils down to, to your point, point. and that's absolutely that's how yeah. any of these these great technologies have gone out there. And, and I think, you know, it's it's been interesting too. Uh, curious if you saw the same thing. Early on, you know, now now there's a zillion flavors of SD-WAN. There's different OEMs, there's different functions, there are different boxes. Um, early on it was, hey, uh, I'm going to put this box in the environment. It, it doesn't touch your security stack because the customer did not want anything to do putting a foreign box in my environment that does security. Uh, then years later, hey, uh, maybe not service chain these together. I'm looking at you know getting rid of some of my security and my firewall. What do we have from an SD-WAN or advanced networking that also does security? So you know, and then opening customers' minds getting opened up to these uh, as the technology matures. And I think that takes us just introducing, hey, this is here. I'm experienced with it. I've seen it in action. Have you tried it?
1: Right. I, I would say, Josh, one of the most interesting things that I found most recently is as we talk about the convergence of the WAN, of the networking portion and the security portion, we start to bring those pieces together and we're having conversations with customers, those are still separate conversations within some organizations, right? Yeah. And so the ability to sort of bring those groups together within an organization that have historically been sort of siloed, um, it's interesting that that is still happening in, in 2022, right? That we're, that we're still having those conversations where the c- cybersecurity group is different than the networking group. And then, but but it's time to bring those conversations together because they they both they they, they coexist and it, to your point the convergence of it can actually be transformative to an organization as we look to sort of progress and mature uh, mature the organization. But you know the technology has been maturing in that in that realm for quite a while, right? As we sort of move to that the, the sassy look and feel, right? How do we start to bring the security conversation in? Um, I did find it, I did find it interesting that Gartner has is sort of now sort of identified the SSE portion, right? Let's take uh, let's take the connectivity piece out and still talk about just the security edge piece of it, right? Because the edge is definitely getting blurred, right? Mm-hmm. With the whole, you know, with the with the move to to a lot of a lot more remote working, right? We've been supporting remote workers for years. That that's nothing yeah. new, but the volume and the disbursement of where the data exists has been you know, has been a, a, an issue that has to be tackled. And so when we, when we start to have the conversation about connectivity with anybody that's got remote workers or you know, geographically dispersed locations, you got to have the security conversation at the same time. So that, you know, that takes us to sort of the SD-WAN 3.0 function where we start talking about the convergence, we start talking about bringing everybody together to uh To talk about a holistic approach to how do we deploy the network and how do we secure it all at the same
0: time yeah it's it's kind of a uh, i guess from a sales perspective it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because absolutely we we don't want to uncover seventy five things it, it you know because with the customer a project
1: down right? yeah because then it's yeah. like
0: geez what do you've shown me all these things what do I do where do i start um but it but it's it's got to be designed that way. It's got to be thought through because these things all piece together, because if I don't do it today, tomorrow, you're going to call me and go, why didn't we think of this? So we got to get in front of it and then focus our time and start in one place.
1: And I agree. You don't always have to tackle it, but you have to identify it. It has to be at least in maybe it's phase two, whatever, but you can't do it within a silo, right? I can't provide a, a new transformative network without having a conversation about security. And when does it come in? Maybe we don't tackle it today. But we tackle it as part of the strategy or we have a roadmap or or something like that so absolutely agree
0: so i want to talk about transformational relationships Um, you you mentioned early on some of the things that portfolio had done with addressing some of the connectivity and other things and as you as portfolio had kind of expanded that tool set you know you you came on board started getting into the architecture side of things and and really opening up um, a lot of the product sets how does that how does that change, or how did that change the relationships with the customers and and the way that customers leaned on
1: you? Well, it absolutely expanded the conversations, right? You go from connectivity to what what more? what are you trying to what are the business drivers that are creating the the conversation, and then how do we solve uh, how do we solve for those? I, I would tell you that you know one of the largest transformational pieces of WAN has been for, for at least for us in terms of how we position is a cost reduction, is the ability to sort of shave off some of this more expensive uh, historic technology that we've used, MPLS as an example, right? And I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not an evangelist, let's all go kill MPLS, but there's always a conversation about when should that be removed and when is it appropriate to sort of adopt uh, a a more uh, SD-WAN a, a, approach to that. Um, but removing and saving some of that money to then be applied to other areas, right? Because security is a huge challenge for everybody. So if we can take some money out of the networking portion and apply it to security, well now the cybersecurity yeah. guys are all about the conversation. Yeah. Right? We want to bring it, you know, let's 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 have a holistic conversation about total cost of ownership and uh, and things like that. But and then the other part is we've seen a number of customers from global consolidation right These, and in a little bit it's that's still that cost reduction portion because you know customers that have a global presence right we have we have the European network and we have the South American network and we have the North American network. but the idea to be able to bring all of that together under one vendor right because now we're just guys the 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 underlying transport doesn't matter, right let's now we get a single overlay across anybody's connectivity right with one view uh, that's I think been real transformative for uh, a number of our customers related to oh, I can bring the whole thing together and have one view of the truth yeah now that's now we're starting to get now we're starting to get some traction with you know with the money guys and the and the people that have to manage it right you know everybody's challenged with the number of resources they have to manage any environment the ability to bring a holistic single pane i hate to use you know sort of those coined phrases but that single pane of glass across the whole environment it it can be transform transformative and then the idea that you can partner with somebody and take the land portion of your environment off your off your plate Mm -hmm. and you can focus right whether you don't have the 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 resources whether you're you know, it's it's a big security initiative. Let's let's put the let's put the network on somebody else's shoulders for a while. And there's you know, SD-WAN has brought about a whole list of vendors that can that can jump in and, and do that. So, I think that's that's added quite a bit of value to all of our customers.
0: Yeah, it's a good um, it's an interesting thing. If you take kind of a zoom out approach, uh, I, you know, this is really visible in in our world. I'm sure it's visible in all the other technology areas that that we don't touch but if you look at just the natural expansion and contraction of vendors in the space and somebody buys somebody and somebody integrates and a new technology comes out you know here we are with disparate tools and tool sprawl so now we're uh, and then you you, whatever socio-economic financial all these other things there's always perfect storms to a new trend i i just this has got to be really hard as a customer to do this all on your own. Thus the value I think that we bring as advisors in this, right? And as consultants is huge yeah. to try to stay in front of it.
1: Well, you make a good point there. Yes, from an advisor standpoint, I would tell you that one of the greatest things that I think I bring to table with any customer that I talk to is empathy. Empathy for the challenges that that customer is facing. Cause I've been there, whether I was the technician that was, you know, that was trying to solve a network problem or whether I was, you know, the, the director of IT trying to, you know, bring a holistic approach uh, to the environment and manage costs and manage resources and manage vendors and things like that, right? Uh, empathy, I think, is a huge part of this. And so I've had some success, you know, aligning, right? Whether I'm talking to a technologist or whether I'm talking to, like I said, the, the director the, or the IO, it's easy to sort of have those conversations now. And so it's it's definitely opened some doors.
0: Good point. Um, as we get to the final couple thoughts here, I want to jump into the weeds a little bit of an example. So you can, you can certainly leave customer name and provider name out of this if you like, but uh, I always like to give everybody kind of a, an x-ray glimpse into, you know, okay, I go do one of these deals. Maybe I've never done one before. What does it look like? What are the moving pieces? So can you walk me through an example where you were brought um, this customer environment it, it you were told that it was this. Um, did it actually look like that? Was there more problems? Was there more other pieces to it? And then what, what kind of technology did you ultimately deploy and how did that make things better than it was before?
1: Well, I'll tell you, our, our friends in the telecom industry related to the, the dissolution of uh, copper in the environment has actually opened a number of doors. And I only bring that up because some of the biggest deals that we're working on right now are people that have had, you know, TDM based circuits, T1s, things like that, that have been sol- that have been servicing the customer for years, but the price point is just getting astronomical. And of course the telcos are trying to price everybody out of that market, get them off, get them onto ethernet, get them onto other uh, technologies. So it's certainly opened uh, a number of conversations uh, with, with customers, right? And I think the financial industry is a huge is a huge sector that has been reluctant to adopt the SD-WAN concept, right? Because we're moving off of private and we're building our own private uh, sort of environment. And so we've we've had a number of successes in the in the financial sector related to uh, related to that. But that dovetails into the conversation about security, right? Because the the financial sector obviously huge focus on the security side of it. But we've certainly found it easy to have a conversation related to, and it goes to what we were talking about before, right? If I can reduce costs in the connectivity piece and I can free up funds or include some visibility and some security uh, into the environment that they haven't necessarily had before and sort of bring both the security and the networking piece together under that one pane of glass, a lot of success in that area. Uh, I would tell you, you know, in the retail sector, certainly still a ton of opportunity to to have the conversations but there's there's enough maturity in the SD-WAN environment today that i don't think anybody should be should shy away from having the conversation and in all fairness josh the the Talaris team right in terms of what you guys have done to sort of educate and bring additional resources right even even with me on staff with portfolio we still leverage uh your group you know yourself you've been involved in a number of uh, a number of deals for us you know Josh Hesselhorst, just a fantastic SD-WAN resource and in fact we've used him just from an education standpoint right mm-hmm. if you start to broach the conversation with the customer and they're unsure of is there a fit there's a lot of you know uh trepidation in the market in terms of, you know, what's the right solution? Who sh- How should I look at this? There are resources, right? There are resources within your group. There are resources like me uh, within portfolio that can have those conversations. And so, shying away from the conversation is just not, I mean, the customer is looking for somebody to help guide them. And I see that as our, that's our, that's our job, right? We can sell them stuff all day long, but I think that sort of let's get in and uncover what it is you're trying to accomplish. Um, that's the that's the piece. And so we've had some we've had some great success. Um, and so I like I said I I wouldn't I think everybody has an opportunity to have this conversation with their customers. And and let's let's not be afraid of it. Let's leverage the resources available and let's uh, you know let's bring everybody to the. 21st century right
0: so uh, one one little note on that um are you finding have you found i guess the most success in these making it a technical conversation or does it seem to always come back to a business conversation
1: you know i think part of it depends on who you're talking with where you're sure. where your alliance is within an organization but guys it it just as example, we're working on a deal right now where the, the technologists are a little unsure if SD-WAN is a solution for them, but it doesn't take long to start to have the conversation around where where do we think the challenges are, where, where, what, where are the barriers to acceptance, right, to adoption, and then let's either flush them in or flush them out, right? Because in all fairness, SD-WAN is not the right answer for everybody, right. but I think it's a conversation for everybody.
0: Fair. Good point. All right. Final thoughts. Uh, you know, it just seems like any of these industries that, that we've done on some of these podcasts, they just change. Everything changes so fast. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about SD-WAN and then we we're talking about SD-WAN with security. And now we're talking about the edge is changing and we're talking Casby and service edge and, and and all of these good things. And, you know, security is going into outsource SOC. Just kind of curious from your perspective, right? With the evolutions that you've seen if we just look out a little bit, look out twelve months, twenty-four, maybe thirty-six, uh, if you're advising anybody on where to spend their time, what you know, what what technologies would you say to pay attention to or any changes that you think or trends that you're seeing
1: well and you know, even today we're seeing still sort of adoption of SD WAN across sort of all if you, if you break it down into the three pieces right one sort of being that aggregation function sdyn 2.0 sort of being that i want to improve my application whether it be sas based or cloud or i'm trying to get to amazon in the best way possible sort of thing but i think the future really is sort of around the security portion of this thing as we we as the as the world expands as you know uh, geographic disbursement of our people and uh, global adoption of you know of of the markets, um, I think we're going to have to take. I, I believe that the the future of this is around how to the edge is ever moving, and we've got to be able to identify it, and we've got to be able to secure it. And so, as a moving target, right? You're forced to spend a little bit of time um, educating yourself related to what the market is doing. So anybody that's that's looking to sort of uh, begin to sell or or continue to sell the SD WAN uh, sort of portfolio, um, you've got to invest in the in the in the technology education portion of it. But once again, you know, if if you don't have the time, you've got resources like yourself, resources like the Tolaris team that can do that. And I'm not, I mean, nobody's paying me to be here and talk about how great <laughs> Tolaris is, but we've found success within, you know, within the partnership. And so I think that that's, but to answer your, your question specifically, Josh, it's, it's going to be the future of where the edge exists and the ability to identify it and then secure it.
0: I love it. Appreciate the kind words. And, uh, I love that the edge is ever moving. We've got to identify it and we've got to secure it because it is, it's always changing. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ray, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for doing this, buddy.
1: Yeah. Thanks for me, Josh. Thank you.
0: All right, everybody. Ray Clausen, Portfolio Communications, wrapping us up today on our podcast for SD-WAN and Advanced Networking. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering. And until next time, this has been the Next Level BizTech Podcast. Thanks, everybody.
1: Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolaris Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.